Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tonight, we have so much to talk about. The Legion season finale, the third episode of Cloak and Dagger, and it's Father's Day, so we're going to pick our favorite Marvel dads, and we're going to pick our favorite fights, too, because what says Father's Day more than fights? Marvel TV Weekly starts now! You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. There was a lot of excitement here in the studio as <laughs> like we, we were putting it. the show together because <laughs> we found this version of Behind Blue Eyes by The Who, which is from the Legion season finale. When Woo! we did the Legion Yay. after show where I was a guest and Zia was there and Kara was, Carrie was there, sorry. Uh, Amy, you were not there. I was not. Yeah, but uh, we ha- we used the Who version, which is a great song. Always. But we're going we're gonna to give Dan Stevens a, a few seconds here. I really like his voice on this. Oh, I, think I mean, great. he's the beast. Obviously, he knows how to sing. This is true. So, uh, anyway, so it was very exciting to actually find this. Uh, I know I often reference this interview I did with Chris Claremont that I still haven't uh, edited the video for, but the audio is, can be found at blackcast.com, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. And he posited the idea that Beauty and the Beast is one of David's personalities. <laughs> so that's like another thing that he's projected himself into. Sure. Like, I love that okay. idea. Yeah, anyway, that. welcome to Marvel TV <laughs> Weekly. I am Christian Blatt, joined on this panel for the first time by Zia Anderson. Can you say hello? Hello. I'm so excited to be here. And we're excited to have you. And as always, the other side of the desk, we have the one, the only, the... Amy Cassandra Martinez. Wow, that is me with that lovely introduction and happy Father's Day. Oh, thank you so much as we will momentarily transition into that topic first. Oh, thank you. Uh, In the booth, Anthony, Tony B. Tony underscore and on the far side of the desk, Carrie Lane. I almost said Carrie D. Lane, but then like we're not giving out Twitters, but that is that's you. Yeah. It's not really a lie. Yeah. No. Uh, Thank you for being here. Yeah, it is interesting because everyone on this panel has done the Legion after show. Yes. But we didn't all do it together. No. So we will talk about Well, I was always there and just needed all of you all the same. Well, no, the the times I wasn't there, Amy was there. Yes. Right. And I I kept being asked to be there. Yes. So anyway. But we will talk about that in a little bit. The first thing I wanted to talk about was... Uh, because it is Father's Day, I wanted to start off talking about our favorite Marvel dads. And because I am a dad, I am going to go first. Usually you would go ladies first, but there's three ladies. So then that mean I would go last. And I'm the dad. So I have just dad-splained to you why I'm going first. <laughs> you know what? And, That's fair. That's I very pick, fair. Thank yeah. you. I'm glad that someone agrees. <laughs> and I picked who I thought is the most obvious for the best dad in the Marvel Universe. And that is, of course, Uncle Ben. Uh, he's a very, he's the single most important figure in Peter's life. I mean, obviously, Aunt May is very important, but the guilt mm-hmm. associated with not stopping the burglar, 
Well, he became the burglar, but, you know, he's just like, ah, what do I need to worry about stopping this guy for? And then he breaks into the house and he kills Uncle Ben. Uh, it's so tragic and uh, it's, I don't know. And so I, but I picked this panel from Amazing Fantasy 15, the first appearance of Spider-Man, because it's, it's just fun and like, oh, just a little playful. And I love it. He's like, gosh, Uncle Ben, you're worse than a room full of alarm clocks. <laughs> How 1962 of you, Pete. <laughs> but, uh, and I just love it. And uh, obviously in this idea of picking dads, you do not have to pick a biological father. Uh, he, of course, raised Peter uh, up until his untimely demise, and you would consider Aunt May to be the mother figure in Peter's life. So uh, some of the other characters that have been chosen will not necessarily be fathers. But uh, So uh, if you're in the chat right now, let us know who your favorite Marvel fathers are, and they can be from comics, TV, movies, even video games or cartoons. I mean, if you have fathers in any of those. Uh, Zia. What was your choice for favorite Marvel dad? Ooh, I had to go with Professor X. Um, I mean, he took in countless mutants into his school, took them under his wing, gave them a place to go when they had nowhere else and no one else understood them. And also, he was very, very patient with uh, Wolverine, who was kind of a pain. <laughs> yeah, and even though Wolverine is older than Professor X, as as we find out, just he ages slower because of his healing factor. Right, uh, Professor X is definitely, or Charlie, or Chuck, as he calls him, uh, is indeed a, a a father figure for him. Yeah. And in the case of Cyclops, he's literally a father figure because Cyclops was an orphan and uh, had no. Well, he does have he has a, a, a space pirate dad, but he didn't know him growing up. So uh, that I think is a is an excellent choice. Thank Amy, you. your choice makes me want to cry. Tell the people Good. who you picked. I picked... Tears of Joy. Yes, of course. The one and only Phil Coulson. Ah, He's like all wild. of our dads, really. Right. You know? yeah. Yes. Where do I even begin? He obviously is an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. And the way that he's really taken care of everyone... Uh, obviously proves that he's the world's greatest father figure. But also... Just Daisy alone. That relationship. Yeah, because her real dad is a psychopath. Just a little yeah. bit. He's a little unhinged. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I would say that uh, Coulson is the only positive father figure in Daisy. Initially Sky, but yes. Daisy's life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's great to see how how much Daisy Sky, everyone, <laughs> one woman, uh, has just really flourished and grown up mm-hmm. because of his like him supporting her. Obviously, everyone else, but just having that that figure around, I think, really helped her. And he's even, I mean, he's grown as well. And I think mm-hmm. that he's not perfect. Yes, as all people are, but there's just something about Phil Coulson that is just. Like you said, he's like our dads. All exactly. of our dads. Exactly. <laughs> I know. And, and, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Tragically died in the Avengers, but thankfully lives on. And by the exactly. way, the one little tidbit of news, season five of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. went on Netflix this weekend. So in case you missed it or you yeah. want to rewatch it, now the entire series is on Netflix. So you can, yeah. uh, you, you know, Amy binged it in like a week. But I'm exaggerating. I mean, but, you are, yeah. but that's okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so then, Carrie, you, your choice is the only actual biological dad here uh, of our picks. So uh, it is one that I, I wish our friend Michael Shirley were on the panel to hear you pick him. But uh, let's hear. Well, in my form of logic, where I was getting there, one uh, also the chat reading the chat one. Uh, Zaius Belu agrees with. Um, 
idea about Professor X. And then also, I want to say it's Chaos, maybe? 13212 says, uh, I like Odin. So Yeah, Odin's there was some talk about one. Odin before yeah. we started the show. That's um, a great choice. He's not a positive dad role model for most of Well, they of, said tough but firm. Tough but firm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's took awesome. Loki. I mean, yeah. down, downright abusive yeah. to Loki, but that's yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's a detail. Uh, yeah, Christian says, uh, maybe Deathlock or Mac. Both dads, both great characters. Aww. I didn't think Deathlock had... Oh, no, he is. Yeah, yeah I forgot that's about right. him and, having and Mac, kids. Mac is a dad. Yeah. In, oh. And he's in, a father kind of figure. In the framework, basically. Yeah. I mean, he is a dad, but then he we really get to see him be a dad only yeah. in the framework. So that's a, that's a oh, great choice, yeah. but it's a tragic, sad choice uh, to think about Mac in the framework. Yeah. yeah. Inkin TV says, Mr. Fantastic, uh, Dr. Reed Richards in the comics, Focals mm. on TV, and Yondu okay. in the movies. Good choices. Yondu. Yeah, Yondu's Yondu. Yeah. Yondu is Yondu oh, is, is basically yeah. you know uh, Star Lord's real dad, basically yeah. not yeah. his biological dad, but the one who actually raised oh, him and cared him. and cared about him. You know, so Dang, so my choice one. in on dad was um, from. What was it called again? The Gifted. Um, if only because we were talking... Reed this, Strucker this, this, is the character Reed, name. Yeah. yes. Um, since we're talking about Marvel TV. But, you know, in thinking about there are so few good fathers or father figures in most of the Marvel shows that I'm like, that's not a whole yeah, lot to I mean, choose from. I mean, we talked from. about some good father figures. Uh, Pops from Luke Cage. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, his real dad, Luke Cage's real dad, not a great choice. Uh, you know, I, I guess a, a little bit better for, you know, Luke has a better opinion of him, uh, as opposed to uh, oh, the other bad guy, the second half of Luke Cage. I uh, talked myself into something I forgot. Oh. So uh, Cottonmouth is the first half, mm-hmm. and yeah. then the second half is the other guy. And uh, So in the chat you can uh, chastise yes. me for forgetting and put the name out there. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, Tony's looking at pictures. Um, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to say it in a second. Um, well, before you get to it, then Coulson also obviously was my first sure. thought when I thought of it. But he's also a character that we've seen the most of. It's the longest running Marvel show, so we get more time with him to know him yeah, very well. It's true. I mean, we've um, got a, 110 episodes, I think, and uh, nothing wow. else comes yeah. close to that. Yep. Uh, then, <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm just looking at the chat. Um, now, Tony, are you bringing up yeah, these choices Anthony, for yourself? Because I, you I would love to comment on these, too, yeah, unless so you're ready to talk Anthony about it. Anthony and share, well, with, share gonna, with the class. I was going to do a whole bunch of, like, uh, uh, honorable mentions. Yeah. Leading up to the one I, I, Great. I was going to okay. say. Um, I'm making sure I can hear my people can hear me. So, yeah. So, the first honorable mention I wanted to do is Ego the Living Planet. Not a great dad, <laughs> Not a good dad, though. <laughs> Not a great dad. That's where Yondu's better. Yeah, he is a dad. And, but he is a very bad dad because he killed Star-Lord's mother. So that makes you a bad dad. <sighs> honorable mention. Honorable <laughs> You know, I'm going to go ahead and call that a dishonorable mention. Logan. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Great dad. In that role, dad role yeah. for sure. Yeah. I thought that was great. Yes. And um, my personal favorite, I believe, was the Punisher. Ooh. Oh, yeah. good dad. Okay. Uh, a lot of, uh, dad, lot of dad guilt for yeah. what happened to his kids that... Uh, yeah. Depending on the iteration of the character, he feels like he's responsible, directly or indirectly. Uh, and then we saw some characters. He has some other ones. Yeah, you yeah. didn't mention yeah. anybody TV, from Runaways. From the TV world, I was like, I, these are great parents. They were great parents. Although they're not biologically uh, yeah. to Molly. Um, they are Gert's uh, biological mm-hmm. parents. Yes. And they're 
my favorite parents in the show. Yes. Um, and also Alex's parents are also really great. Well, we have to pick well, Alex's parents because Ryan Sands was a guest on the show. I was about to say Ryan. They were good parents too. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they're very conflicted about being yes. involved in, a little, in Pride. Yeah. A little stern. You know, yeah. A little too yeah. stern, well, you know, but, you know, yeah. when your parents are assassins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you we know, all know that story. If also, your parents are assassins. Yeah, totally. Also with Punisher, um, the computer guy. I'm totally about Microchip. Him. Microchip. He yeah. was a good, I mean, he was, a good he was away from his children to save them, yeah. but loved them so much. And you knew how conflicted he was to be away he loved from it, his He loved kids. his kids so much that he sent the Punisher into their house. To, uh, keep well, it fine. Up. When he's reunited with them <laughs> later, could you please make out, could you yeah. please make out with my yeah. wife? All right, well, that's not exactly what happened. But yeah, there's. I, I. It's interesting. There's not a lot of good father figures in Marvel TV, father biologically what, or not. What there's, about Stick? Well, Stick. Yeah, it, I mean, so that, I thought of that too. We see Matt's actual father, and you know, he teaches him some lessons, but you know, he has to throw a fight because he's a boxer. And then, you know, he gets basically run down by mafia thugs. So uh, he's not hes not a bad dad. He's just hes just gone. He's because, very stern. Yeah. 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 And I think Matt got a lot out of it. And I think Matt had a very different kind of, uh, you know, parentage from, yeah. from Stick, which yeah. is a little bit, you know, you want to talk about tough love. That yeah, is Stick that right there. Yeah, he was parenting. a tough love. Yeah. Yeah. Bad sure. dads that were not going to make the list. Uh, the uh, the dad from Iron Fist. Yes. Yep. <laughs> he is not a good dad. No, that might be terrible. the worst dad. Uh, you know, it's yep. up there because he he killed Probably. a lot of people actually. So. He did. Yeah. Yeah. So. Ruined uh, anyway, uh, let us know. Would Magneto uh, be a good dad. Magneto uh, to Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. I don't know that he's a good oh, dad to them. Which one? He uh, Magneto. He, yes. He recruits them for the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. So I think that that in and of itself might not be a good dad yeah. act. And I don't think that they find themselves on particularly good terms with him for very long. Um, you know, there's a there's a softer, gentler version of Magneto we get at one point. But in general, probably not dad of the year. He probably doesn't have the mug that says world's greatest dad. Mm. Yeah. And Sick was probably a better father figure to Electra a little bit, too. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Yeah. And then uh, in the chat, was mentioned uh, Jace Turner of The Gifted, like... He's not a good father, but he's someone who's dedicated to his kids, like the guy going after the mutants. But I think he's wrongfully oh, yeah. guided on where he's going for it. But the fact that he loves his daughter so much, he goes to this extreme is like, ah. but yeah. yeah. I feel like the reason that there are very few good dads is that you all of these heroes kind of have to have some kind of a tragic yeah. story, and that always comes from your upbringing. It's always yeah. some kind of terrible upbringing. Like, you lose somebody, or you had really terrible parents, or you went through yeah. some crazy um, thing that happened to you, and uh, and then it makes this awesome hero. Yeah, It's like part of the story. It's Disney princesses yeah. not having moms. Exactly. If they all had great parents, nothing would have happened, and they would yeah. have gone off to college somewhere. Uh, on Cloak and Dagger. Um, Those are, uh, well... Uh, on the one side. Uh, on Tyrone's parents Tyrone's are good parents. Tyrone's parents are good parents. Tandy's, good parents. Tandy's dad, yes. you really like Tandy's dad. You know? He's he, busy, he, workaholic, but he, when he picked yeah. her up from but ballet he, class... He, late. Late, very yeah, late. when it was raining. And, it and, yeah. and he was also being very... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? He was being not very respons- very irresponsible, mm-hmm. being on the phone and yes. driving. Like, mm-hmm. come That's on, true. man! That's not, you uh, have your daughter as in the a car. As a dad, I try to pull yeah. over and do my texting and, yeah. and, and driving. But yeah, uh, he does that. 
Uh, <laughs> apparently Tandy's dad. <laughs> Tandy's dad. Uh, well, that is actually a good uh, way to transition into talking about Cloak and Dagger, uh, episode three. Now, Zia, this is your first time on the panel. It is. So let's let you give your thoughts on all three of the first Ooh. episodes. Just what you like, maybe what you didn't like, and just sort of a generalization of the first three episodes of Cloak and Dagger. Okay, um... The first, well, the first episode was a little bit hard for me to get into, um, mostly because I, before I watched it, I had looked into the comics more and into the backstory, and boy, did they take a lot of liberties. Yeah. Which I know that I'm personally a little bit of a stickler about because I'm a big reader and I've, I, you know, watched a lot of my favorite books be adapted into movies, and I know you can't do it exactly the same. They didn't do anything the same, like nothing except for their names. That's well, one of those. And it's not a based on. It's a inspired. It's inspired by. Yeah, inspired. Yeah, by. We talked about that on this show. That it's hard to do the you know the, the genetic right. testing with yeah. synthetic heroin and you know there's there. I think that they're playing more of a long game with what they're you know they're having the Roxxon Corporation involved and you know there's a lot more to it. But yeah. yes, it, it is definitely not. And that was what I said when actually when the, the first episode of this show when we first started last fall, I was like, I don't know how they're going to do Cloak and Dagger, especially for Freeform. But, but yeah, I get that. Anyway, so uh, um, what were some other thoughts? Well, and as it as it progressed, um, the the music was a little bit jarring to me. It seemed very loud, and I know it's not hmm. my style of music. So just personally, I was like, it's eh. um, refreshing to hear because I thought it was just because I'm old and I'm like <laughs> these kids with their music. What is this? <laughs> But that's how I felt, which makes me feel like I'm old soul. Old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but once I got past the first episode, the second and the third, I started to get more into the story. And I think I was talking uh, to you about this before the show. I like that they s- finally started to use their powers a little bit more. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that in this third episode we see them not only use their powers, but they use their powers and they interact with each other. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, that's what I wanted right. to see. And I don't know how many episodes they have, but it's like we're already on episode three and now we're just getting it. So I'm looking forward to having it you know, ramp up a lot throughout yeah. the rest of the season. Yeah. Get a little more action. Um, but they're doing a great job with the character development for the first few seasons. Yeah, I I really like. I mean, episodes. Right, goodness. I like their interaction <laughs> together, especially. Yeah. I think that the characters are well developed, and I I do like when they interact together. Uh, so I like what I'm seeing, and I look forward to seeing more. Amy, what did you think of episode three? Well, I think that was the first episode where we really got to see them together for a while, and I think that's part of my my favorite part of of the show so far. I have seen all four, but. Um, I think that's Humble where bread. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where it really finds its footing when mm-hmm. they're working with each other and they have both of their powers. Um, and yeah, I mean, even even delving a little bit more into their loved ones, mm-hmm. yeah, like they're you know who they're with. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I want to I want to make sure that they go like really, really into it so that you start to care about them. A little bit more because what we had so far I mean it's you know for people that don't know the comics it's like okay cool like wow you guys have had a really rough childhood and now you're here and now you have these powers and you're kind of psyched about them but also a little bit confused as anyone would be but yeah you know just having a little bit more 
Yeah, and I think it, I like that each of them have at least some kind of romantic figure in their life. I mm-hmm. like the the girl that uh, Tyrone knows from school. I mm-hmm. like sort of seeing that. I'm like, well, that's very cute. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we saw from Tandy's sort of, you know, lightness vision of the future just how much her boyfriend cares mm-hmm. about her. Yeah. Well, that's mutual, considering she like, was like, oh, you, the cops got you. Yeah, I gotta, I, I'm out. Yeah, I gotta she go. just keeps going. Yeah, well. She's that's, a runner. That's what she, she does. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, uh, and Carrie, what did you think about episode three of uh, I'm glad it's picking up its pace. I felt the first two were a bit slow. Uh, not uninteresting, but it's one of those like, okay, can we move along a little bit faster? Uh, I enjoyed three a lot. I also, which I've said before, I just recently went to New Orleans, so I'm like, oh, the voodoo shop they go into, you can totally go there and yeah, go inside. I, I, I went there. Been there. Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. And like just a, I didn't do a voodoo tour, but I did a ghost tour, and the way they walk around, everything. I'm like, that's exact. I like that they're really capturing. I mean, I never lived there or anything, but I feel as from a tourist perspective, they're really capturing the essence of the city, mm-hmm. and I think that's really cool to watch because, like, there's not... I don't feel Louisiana is a major location that's, like, a main show thing so often. So a lot of things do film there, but they often don't film Like, it's it. not said as Louisiana. Yeah, quote-unquote. Yeah. And, yeah, I've spent a lot of time there over the years, and I like sort of seeing some of the, the local flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that, uh, yeah, I think it's interesting to have, it's like, well, we're filming here, let's have it set here. Yeah. And it's good to have it be separate from all the New York shows. Yeah. You know, all the uh, Netflix shows. Yeah. And it's because other times it's like a fictional city. I'm like, oh, it's nice we can connect to this real place. Uh, Also, I love that the end he's like, we need to talk. I'm like, yes, I love it. Characters are like, hey, something weird's going on. We should talk about it. I'm like, thank you. Yeah, let's talk about this this weird darkness and yes, it's so pretty. Yeah, Uh, I I yeah I like what we're seeing so far, and I look forward to it. And uh, I was. I did. I there was a one little funny moment that I wanted to call out because I thought I, I liked it. it. Was when he goes to uh, the the voodoo priestess yeah. basically, and she's like, you know, "All these crazy things that you you need to get." He's like. What am I going to do? Go out in the woods? Yes, like, yes. There's a place you can get this. And he's cut to the bag Whole from Whole Foods. Whole Foods. Love that. that. Yeah. yeah, that was, that was I, you know, I get it. I understand product placement is still funny. It's uh, a good joke, though. But it's also that assumption of like, ooh, it's all these bizarre yeah. things. It's like, you can go you to can the grocery store. Yeah. It's okay. Which I was telling my wife about that. Yeah. And she was just like, oh, yeah, when, you know, she, I have two kids. And she's like, when she had to buy things for when she's pregnant, it's like, oh, yeah, you can get it all at, uh, at Whole Foods for just... Various elixirs and, and recipes and things ah. that help with uh, with being pregnant. Uh, now, before we move on to Legion, I know Amy has uh, something to share with all yes. of us. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> Well, hi, AfterBuzzers. So here at the network, we produce after shows for nearly all of your favorite TV shows, from dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, super cool superhero stuff, maybe, yeah, like us, and more. So there is no network that works harder to serve television fans than us. So, But now we kind of need your help. We're asking you that you please subscribe to one or more, or more, <laughs> of our YouTube channels. So besides helping us a ton, here's what is in for you. It caters specific content you already like directly to you. It brings you your favorite after shows so you don't have to seek them out. And it suggests content from other channels or podcasts that might interest you, which is really cool if you think about it. Subscribing to our YouTube channels will also help you discover new shows we're sure you'll love. Now, since you're already tuned into this sci-fi superheroes fantasy fantasy channel that you're watching us on right now, uh, you might also be interested in 
Luke Cage, which is coming out soon, like next week. Right. The the season, second season premiere will, well, it all drops on mm-hmm. Friday. Mm-hmm. So that means the after show will be very soon thereafter. Stay tuned to find out when it is. Mm-hmm. Cloak and Dagger, which we were just talking about. You can also watch that after show. On Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Pacific time. Look at that. Oh, Thursday nights perfect. at 9 Pacific Wait. time. Oh. And that's great because, uh, you know, we talked about it very briefly. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to go in-depth, you should watch the Cloak and Dagger after show. And also Into the Badlands, which is very popular. I was going to say, also I'll plug The Expanse, which I'm on that one. Mm. Which we had two actors in today from the show. Look at that. We're just looking out for you guys. And now remember, we have channels for other genres too. So please don't be shy to uh, subscribe to them, peruse, find what you like. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be. They're optional. If you don't hit the bell, you won't get them. So don't worry. Now it's easy. Hit that subscribe button now for an even easier AfterBuzz experience. And if you let us know that you did in the comments, so if you write in the comments that you did that, we'll shout you out on air. Yay! So thanks for being the best of fans. We really appreciate it. And we promise to continue to do our best to serve you. Yay! Thank you, Amy. Thank and yes, you. Uh, please subscribe and oh. like and rate and comment, all that stuff. It all helps the network and it helps the shows like Marvel TV Weekly. Exactly. Uh, Christian in the chat says, yes, Cloak and Dagger after show is great. Thank you for tuning there in for that. Go. That's awesome. That is that is fantastic. And you know another after show that was great, but it uh, just ended this past week? The Legion, Legion. after show. And uh, we all spent time. We all did time there. Uh, but uh, we, so three of us on the panel were on the season finale panel. Mm-hmm. And we have all talked about it before. Yes. And we will talk about it again. But, yes. Amy, this is your first opportunity to talk about this it. So true. I would like to start with you about the Legion season finale. I would like to start off by saying that I think they listened to our request about the mouse. Yes, I mentioned that <laughs> on the show that we saw the mouse was a central character, and I'm like, well, good for the mouse. Exactly. You know, I, I was like, mm-hmm. why doesn't he have a good agent? You know, yeah. so now he gets back in the show. Maybe exactly. if they do a Stuart Little reboot or a ra- the mouse <laughs> and the motorcycle. Yeah. Yes. So I, I hope that this mouse is going places. I, I think it is. <laughs> Apart from the mouse, feature. though, what were yes. your other thoughts? I'm very happy to say that I actually really did enjoy this episode. I don't know if it was just because it's the culmination of the whole season into a lovely finale, or the mouse, or the lovely music at the top of the episode. But yeah, I think it, like, I understood it. Wow. So I was very, <laughs> very happy about that. Did you guys notice the font? I don't know why. It just hit me. With like the opening it. sequence? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the font yeah. is like the Men in Black font from the movies. Oh, I don't think I caught that. I don't that. think it connected to Men in Black, but I did notice. Yes. Yes. That's very it's, cool. It's not the logo, but it's the opening credits. Um, similar, at least. Cool. Font. So I was like, hey. Um, yeah, I really I like the different Davids that we got mm-hmm. as well. Yes. I, I think those episodes really resonate with me because I like seeing multiple Davids and how... Each one is slightly different. So we Mm -hmm. got to see more parts of Mm -hmm. him. Um, Yeah, there's also fun little little quotes that I liked. Um, Baby, don't you trust me? Maybe I trust myself more. Oh, snap. (laughs) Dang. Um, And then him. I mean, the whole situation with David. Oh, 
it's well, a sticky situation. Well, we talked a lot oh, about this did. on the after show. Did you guys I, read the comments? Oh, yes, I did. I Me too. Yes, I, I actually did. didn't. Well, so, oh, there was uh, a lot. Yes. Uh, I guess <laughs> they Carrie, do not agree with us. No. Summarize what, what you guys said, and then support, we'll get Amy's thoughts, and then we'll talk about what yeah. people commented on the other show. Okay, so in case people don't understand the situation just yet, if you haven't watched it, I'm like, well, you should have watched by now. You should definitely have watched the Legion season finale. So let's talk about it, yeah. I would argue Farouk poisoned the way Sid thinks. Yes. So her opinion of David is not a genuine, honest opinion anymore because Farouk, as Melanie, changed her opinion. Before that, she did not feel the way she did when she left. And I feel that's incorrect information, and the way he's poisoned other information, I don't trust, I don't feel she's in the correct mindset when she leaves. Like, it's definitely like you've been persuaded the wrong way. Um, to use a term uh, from the present day, she was given hashtag fake news. Yes. 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 There um, you go. So then there's a later scene. So he, David essentially wipes some of her memories, so rewinds her back to where they were before this point. Erasing memories, not cool. And yes, they should have had that discussion, and she should be upset about that. That I'm totally okay with. They have a sex scene later, and some people are like, it was a, it was a quote-unquote rape scene. And I'm like, no. no. Um, they argue she would not have had sex with him if she did have her current memories. Well, but she if, was trying to kill him. She, she was. She tried to But kill if him. you yeah. negate those opinions because they were not truthful, and she never, ever goes, hey, David, I heard this about you. We need to talk. She never does that. So that was just like, ah, mm, nails on chalkboard. And then Christian's like... Oh, no. Well, let me point out that when we talked about this, uh, myself and Rick were the two men on the panel. We (laughs) did not weigh in on any of this. You're like, let's Uh, let the ladies do it. Even if this weren't right now where these sort of topics are, you know, in the forefront of the news and over the weekend you heard more allegations against somebody else. So, you know, you hear it all the time and we're like, oh, yeah, uh, to... And I said this on the Legion After Show. To borrow a phrase from Pulp Fiction... I don't even have an opinion. Yeah. I just, Pulp I'm like, I, 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 I'm yeah. just like, you know, it's fascinating. And I like hearing uh, what you are, are all saying about it. And I think it's very interesting that you have that view. And, yeah. and Zia, I think you well, mostly agree well, with The last Carol. little bit, yeah, though, exactly. is in their, uh, their love consummating, if you will, she is never like, no, I don't want to, like, never any indication of no. And so... But she did not want him to be, she wanted to just, you know, when she's like, I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. And she's like, I just want to be alone. You know? Yeah, but when so he comes that, to her later, she's still like, mm, How'd no. you get here? And she didn't say, like, okay, well, yeah. you should get out. You and know? she right. had yeah. multiple points to be like, no, not going to happen okay. or something. And then that would have been fine. So I didn't f- get that vibe at all. No. And, and I agree. And I was, yeah, I mean, you literally have broken down every and, point and that I was thinking about after reading yes. the comments. Yeah. Oh, okay. man, the comments. Oh. Go watch our, go so, watch Legion after show and read the comments. Like, Everyone's one, like, one minute summary. They, did they not agree with you is what oh, you're sorry. saying? No. Most okay. people did not agree with us and no. were like, that was so, like, That was very rapey. Um, they reference Willow, which, um, from Buffy, that they're like, they erase memory there, which I I'm like, Buffy. Yeah. fair enough. And again, what he did wasn't right, but in that particular situation, I don't think he took advantage of her. No. Because um, he was just trying to get her to a place where she was. She was there before. Yeah, literally what, the day hours before, hours ago? So, the day before? Yeah. And he the, must have been so confused. Yeah. I, again, I still don't have an opinion, but what I will say <laughs> is that what David did is a lot more similar to the sort of thing that Kilgrave does 
to women and changes their opinion of him. Now, but she, th- he she didn't did have it. a pre-existing exactly. opinion of David, but that was not her opinion. And so, yes, there all of the points you make are fine. I just wanted to uh, yeah. put another one in there. But again, also, I'm not trying to convince anyone Pilgrim of anything. Was doing it for very, very malicious reasons. Yes, David just wanted her to not want to kill him anymore. Yes, and to go back to being yeah. on his side where she and literally he, was. He probably should have been like, "Hey, Sid, we need to talk about this." Yeah, so absolutely. his fault too of no yes, communication. Of course, Amy is so ramped. I know. I was going to say, so I can't ready. wait to let Amy. Okay, Uh, I love that you ladies agree. I disagree with both of you. Okay, he doesn't try to change her opinion about him because that's how she she felt about him earlier. But the thing was that at that moment when he changed it, she no longer felt that way. So he already changed her. Yes, he didn't. You know, like when she says, "Oh, you know, yeah, I just wanna, I wanna be alone." He changed that. He went inside her mind and changed it. So that's already, like, a violation right there. When she's not totally herself at that time, it's it's a different version of Sid that he, that was there at that time. He'd already, he, he took advantage of her. That's not okay. So I don't... It, it's not super... This is weird. Not super rapey, but it's definitely in that area because that's not how she felt at the time. He changed her. He violated her mind. So, like, in the hallway, he changed her mind? I don't know when he did it, but when well, she... he, cha- he changed her mind when they were in the desert. Yeah. Yeah, but he just re- he essentially he rewound. Like, so how do you yeah. think he changed... So you don't feel like he just took out the memories of just that last time mm. with Melanie? Just the... Melanie for... Just Farouk poisoning her. The, the he just point, took out the poison. Yeah. The point that I made on the Legion After show is, again, sort of devil's advocate-y, is like if you if you're divorced with someone and then you take their mind back to the point when you were together and happy exactly. you're doing what he did which is fine except that this is because of outside interference it would be like somebody telling them oh your husband cheated on you and that's yeah. why you're getting and divorced when that wasn't lie. true when actually your husband did yeah, yeah. exactly so it's, the, it's to me it'd it's, be more similar it's very to that. complicated and it is David it is does not come off well oh, in this whole thing I know. however ah. he <laughs> we were t- hating Sid yeah. we're like no Nope. No, we're I think really they angry both have done. Some no. serious yeah. issues. So David does not come off well. However, the way that everyone else turns on him mm-hmm. is clearly aided by the mouse. But the mouse yes. is, of course, bringing <laughs> the yes, bringing the Farouk news. Yes, the hashtag Farouk news. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's beautiful. <laughs> it's very clear that uh, obviously that. You know, sure, David did something that is inappropriate. Mm-hmm. There's differing opinions about how inappropriate. And I think that, you know, turning a trial for the Shadow King into a trial for David is surprising in that David is mostly a good guy and the Shadow King is unquestionably a terrible person. Mm-hmm. And I found that to be very interesting. And what I did like for David's sake is that he finally just gave up and he's like, mm-hmm. you know what? Screw all of you. Peace out. And yep. he'd like listen to his other Davids. And we saw that he is not going to be held by some, you know, invention that can, yeah. you know, a little prison, basically. He's like, no, I'm one of the most powerful mutants on Earth. Believe me, I can get out of this. Mm-hmm. So I was glad that he did. Fascinated to see what he and Lenny will be up to in yes. season three. Yes. Uh, it all comes back to Lenny. Love Lenny. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Um, so, 
where it ended was I think it was a, it was a great way. I did not expect the story to take that turn. Yeah, I did expect people to start to feel like David was the real threat. But I didn't think that that was what was going to happen. So I think. But do you think he's the villain? Quite a few people in chat are saying like, if he's the villain or not. I don't think he's I, I the villain. I think David is not no. the villain. I no. think he has the potential to maybe become the yes. villain. Yeah, I think yeah. that for David, it, the the problem is, you know, the the old saying, "Power corrupts." Mm-hmm. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely, mm-hmm. he has absolute power. Yeah, there is so much. You know, he. I feel pretty confident saying he is more powerful than the Shadow King. He's just younger and he doesn't yeah. know how to mm-hmm. get his powers mm-hmm. under control as well. So he can do anything. And yeah. so the the threat of David is great. But the idea of these future crimes the, is very minority report, as yes. we talked about on the Legion After Show. Yeah. So uh, I think he's just like, screw it, I, I don't need any of you, uh, you know. And like, well, you know, Lenny will make me laugh, so let's let's get out of here. Yeah. See, well, okay, with how with wait. I'm going to get this. So with power corrupts, power. absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Yeah, with great power no. comes great responsibility no, is a stop, different that's saying. that's what I was going to say. Well, well, no, but it's still power. So I think already in this season, in this episode, we already see him start to go off with, like, everyone owes me something. I'm like, calm down. Like, yeah, you've got powers. Whoop-dee-doo. We're You're like, hashtag powerful. Team David. We are, yeah, we are. Well, <laughs> like, he's so full of himself. I get no. it. But I'm just like, for Well, it's a great on, question, though, uh, Amy. Would you say that you feel as though you can't be Team David because of what he did with Sid, or because you yes. can't be... I can't see how anyone would be Team Farouk, and oh, yet no. there's a lot of Team Farouk in whatever that level three or whatever it's... Division three. Division, Division three, three, yeah. 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 Uh, no, you can't... No, I'm not Team David. I'm not Team Sid. I'm not Team Farouk. Okay, you're Team, team Amy. Lenny. Uh, team Lenny. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's more Aubrey Plaza than anything. Yeah, uh, yeah I think... Oh. And they by the way, to, lots of to take a step back, do you know who said with great power comes great responsibility? Mm, Uncle Ben. Yes, it was. It was <laughs> Uncle Ben who said <laughs> Did I get a prize? It. Yeah. Uh, well, you already got a prize, but you didn't read it yet. So ah, uh, once you read uh, X-Men Dark oh. Phoenix, maybe you'll get another prize. I got to read um, the All one right. that Michael gave me first. Anyway, so, Water, we <laughs> uh, so... We've talked a lot about the Legion finale, and I just want to briefly touch on one thing before we move on to our other topic, and we'll move through it pretty quickly. The beginning of the episode starts off so strong. There was a song mm-hmm. we used at the beginning, Behind Blue Eyes. Dan Stevens did a great job. you know. And we finally get to see the showdown between David and Farouk that we've been waiting for all season. And it starts off, it's so awesome. They're yes. like animated versions fighting that. each other. I'm so like, oh my god, this and is bizarre, great. Yeah. Yeah. Really and bizarre, unique creatures. Really crazy stuff. This is great. I love yeah. this. And then it ends, and it's like three years later. And I'm like, no, I wanted more of the fight. This is what we needed. And it was like, it was almost like, oh, we went over a budget on that animation. <laughs> so. Stop um, So as cool as that was, I would have liked to have seen more. Ultimately, at the end of the episode, it's fine. But in that moment when the fighting was over and then they told us three years later, I'm like, that is not what I wanted. I wanted more of that fight. I wanted more of the fight. So yeah, that was why I wanted us to talk about, you know, semi-briefly, because uh, yeah, we're, we'll be out of time very soon. I wanted us to talk about our favorite fights from Marvel TV, movies, comics, video games, wherever you might find them. Uh, so uh, we each had to pick at least one TV, <laughs> and so I will use my TV first. And mine is from Daredevil season one when he fights the hand the first time. And man, this the hallway? 
Yeah, this is when he gets, you know, he basically, he comes pretty close to dying. Like, if not for Claire, he, I think, would have died. He, you know, when, like, that little, like, uh, not hatchet, but, like, that claw thing, like, takes out, like, part of his... Oh, that's not the hallway scene. Yeah, that's not the hallway. Okay, my choice. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It's Nobu, I believe. Right, exactly. So, that is the, like, it's such a great sequence. It does not go well for Matt. But Mm -hmm. I think... As you mentioned, it, the logical choice is now to throw it to Zia, who has a very similar uh, very sequence. Similar, yeah. Yes, I mean it's Daredevil. I just when we first got into that show, th- that was what blew me away about it. And it was that season one. I think it was the end of episode two. Um, that hallway scene. That was a three minute single shot fight sequence. It yeah. was and amazing. it was amazing. Yes, and I just love when he throws the guy through the door, and then you see a microwave come out, just slam into the other guy's head. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite moment. Uh, Anthony in the booth has a great fight that he would like to share. And uh, then we'll get to the, the rest of the ladies in a moment. So I, I just thought of this on the fly. Just to, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, So the one I, th- I thought of, which I really enjoyed, was actually from the Defenders. And it was when it was Danny Rand against everyone. When okay, they that's fight a, each okay, other. It's a different one. That was, yeah. that was and, fantastic. Yeah, he he's the immortal Iron Fist, so he, he should be it. able to, he should be able to beat everyone. Yeah, just, he has his own. It was yeah, great. I mean, when he gets the hang when he gets the hang of his chi, uh, <laughs> he will be able to beat pretty much anyone. And uh, I think that anything that's pro Danny Rand is pro me. So I am yeah. I am all in. Very excited to see Danny mm-hmm. in season two of Luke Cage. Uh, Amy, you panicked for a minute because you I thought did. that Anthony was going to steal yours. Exactly. <laughs> You're number three from the Defenders. What is the, the sequence? It's the final fight scene when yeah. everyone's working together to take care of the hand. Yeah, it's fantastic because each one of them has a certain um, special skill that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So seeing them all work together, it just goes hand in hand. Did Exa- that work? Uh, it's, no, it hand worked, hand. but asking if it worked Beautiful. made it not work. So it <laughs> well, worked. There was no and reaction. You it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll take it. It's okay. You guys laugh. But yeah, just just no. It's, that that's a great one. Fantastic. Yeah, and there were there were great fights in the defenders. That one in particular, and the one that Anthony said as well. Uh, and then Carrie, your fight. Let's go with TV uh, to start for sure. I definitely all... agree. I have to second that hallway scene for Daredevil was amazing, and it's just like so realistic. They're fighting compared to Iron Fist. Uh, like he looks, the stunts look really good yes. compared to that's a stunt double hopping in right now. Hmm. Um, though he does have a suit, so it's probably easier. To hide someone but still it looked great um but also a second one i was thinking every uh like cage match that connie has in uh iron fist was awesome connie oh um colleen colleen, colleen. Yeah. colleen. Yeah. all her yeah. cage colleen. fight scenes were so cool because yeah. she's I actually awesome. forgot about those yeah no her as the cage great fight. judo yeah. throws in there mm-hmm. Oof. colleen yeah. wing is a great fighter yes. Yes. and uh, i like all those sequences uh, so then my second one i actually picked this is from the comics this is a pretty amazing one. Uh, it's from Wolverine number 75. Something that could have happened at any point in all the years beforehand. Magneto rips out Wolverine's adamantium skeleton. Ooh. Because he's the master Ooh. of magnetism. Mm-hmm. So any time he wanted to, he yeah. could have done this. Mm-hmm. This is after they had Magneto take the dark turn back. And the one cool thing that comes out about this is this is when you realize that Wolverine 
had the bone claws. So he was born with the claws. It was always mm-hmm. assumed that, and I think this was a retcon thing, but it's still fascinating. Uh, it was always assumed that the claws came about when he went mm-hmm. through the Weapon X process and be, ended up with that. So it was something that he had to live with for a while. And then they realized that he actually needed the adamantium to keep his more berserker, feral side in check. So then he got the adamantium back. But mm-hmm. in that moment when it happened, I'm like, what did I just read? That's I could intense. not believe that that happened, and I don't think we'll ever see that in a movie or a comic or anything. But uh, so he still had like a skeletal structure. Yeah, it's like a bumpy. So it's like a bumpy skeletal yeah, one coming out of yeah. his hand. Yeah, yeah I, I mean know, like, it's not like smooth. Like once he ripped out his so like, it, it was fused to his skeleton. So he still had a, he still had a skeleton. It's just the metal was taken out. Uh, and and okay. Anthony, if you uh, do a Google image search on Wolverine bone claws. Maybe Wolverine Bone Claws, Wolverine number seventy-five. Oh, the picture uh, of the metal coming out of his skin looks so gross. Yeah, and... no, it's it's rough. But uh, and then you know we'll we'll show that uh, if if you're able to kind of find the first time that we see it. I know I'm putting you on the spot here. Uh, and then so Zia, what is your number two choice? Ooh, my number two was the end of Thor Ragnarok when Thor one four two one forty two Hulk and Loki are all fighting Hela's army. And Led Zeppelin's The Immigrant Song comes on, which was just absolutely perfect. And this is why one of, Thor is one of my favorite superheroes, when he goes all out. And, I mean, he has lightning shooting out of his body, and he literally, mm-hmm. literally picks up a person by the leg and throws him. Yeah. And then you have Hulk fighting a giant wolf in the ocean. I mean, it was just, it was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, getting to see Thor go all out in Infinity oh, War as my well. Favorite. Like, yeah, yes. it's, it's great when he actually lets yes. loose. So uh, I personally liked seeing that. Uh, and then, Amy, what was your uh, number two? Well, kind of tying into Infinity War. I'm tweaking mine a little bit. But, yeah, I mean... The three ladies fighting together, Okoye, Scarlet Witch, and uh, Black Widow. Uh, yeah, I mean, just seeing all, all of these people mm-hmm. come together, even, heck, I mean, everyone just fighting yeah. together. Yes. Ugh. I guess I like it when everyone comes together and fights, mm. is what I'm, I'm trying to think. You like big group fights. Team right. I like big group fights, yeah, <laughs> and I cannot lie. But yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and, and Thor, when he comes down, he's like, Give me Thanos! Ah, yes. I love it! Yes. Uh, Carrie. Kind of an oddball choice. I'm like, because there's so much going on. Uh, opian- the opening of Guardians of Galaxy 2, when Groot's dancing Aww. when they're all fighting. Oh, oh yeah. It was yeah. such a memorable fight scene because there's all this crazy action going on and he's just chilling and dancing. I and do love Baby Groot. Yeah, yeah, Baby Groot's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Teenage Groot seems like a bit of a jerk. Oh, he's a jerk. Oh my God. He still helps when it counts, though. That's true. That's true. He did. Oh, he yeah. was the reason oh. that Thor got yes. his weapon. Yeah, that, That's true. Uh, my number uh, ooh, uh, ooh, suggestion. Uh, Hayward, uh, Hayward in the chat says, "What about Captain America and Elevator uh, oh. in Winter Soldier?" That's yes. a great moment Absolutely. Yeah, because that's like uh, you know, you guys, you guys sure you want to do this? You know, because he's like, because he knows mm-hmm. he's like, I'm yeah. Captain America. I know you guys think that you're you know badass, but uh, this is not going to go well for uh, you. <laughs> I do have a comic book one because I'm pretty sure mm. it happened in the comic, but I've only seen the animated version. Okay, but it's Wolverine versus the Hulk because I mm-hmm. I believe I hear the Hulk rips Wolverine in half. Hmm. Uh, Oof. I don't remember reading that, but that doesn't mean look. It, it all it needed to do was happen after the year 2000, so I just <laughs> don't remember it. 
But are, are you feel like look, you're there it is. Look, he's Ooh, certainly capable wow. of it. And like Deadpool, Wolverine Whoa. can be ripped in half. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. And he that's can be cool. put back together. Yeah. And the question is, does he need to be put back together or would he grow a new body like Deadpool? Uh, now that's a good question. <laughs> I feel yeah. he has to probably be put together. Like Deadpool um, feels complete regenerative. Like it just mm-hmm. grows like a cancer. My, um, but Wolverine My only is, thinking is that as strong as the Hulk is, he'd only be able to rip Bone Claw Wolverine in half. Yeah. I I don't think the Hulk uh, can destroy adamantium. I know he's really strong, but yeah. the whole point of it is that it can't be destroyed. Although adamantium versus vibranium is a different conversation, but one that we don't need to have right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of vibranium, my number one choice is the airport sequence from Civil War. It's got everybody. Mm-hmm. And he's literally got everybody. And I loved in Spider-Man Homecoming when we saw his little home videos of like, yeah. okay, now that guy's big. I, I gotta go. And I just loved everything about it. That was just like, I look, I think that's a, I think Civil War was a great movie. But that was just like, I don't even care what happens the rest of the movie. That is, for me, my number one uh, from the movies or TV. Zia, what did you have for number Ooh, one? Ooh, I had to go with the opening fight scene in Deadpool. Yeah. For the me, first Deadpool. The first, oh. the first Deadpool, yeah. yeah. That was incredible. That was everything that Deadpool needed to be. It was the perfect combination between hilarious and ridiculously gory. Yes. And he burned somebody with a car lighter and then put it in his mouth. And that was just wonderful. Yeah, and that was, that was letting you know, like, don't don't worry. Were you afraid that we weren't going to Deadpool? Deadpool, right. he, Deadpool we're wasn't going to be Deadpool yes. enough. Oh no, we got you. Don't worry. And That's then you go into the movie being like, this is this is amazing. Yeah. Or I'm even in. in the credits, how they were like, yes. this person did this. Oh, yeah. Man, did that? I'm like, love it. Yeah, <laughs> so the card of uh, Green Lantern, the Green Lantern play card. Oh yes. That. Oh, I do in remember that. In the opening yeah. scene. Uh, Amy, you're number one. Uh, well, kind of tying it into Father's Day, <laughs> Star-Lord and Ego in Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy Volume 2. Okay. Yeah. The moment that uh, Ego basically tells Star-Lord what he did, and they really focus on his eyes, and it's just like, Whoa, and then he goes, mm, so, it's just perfect. First yep. of all, yes, that's a great moment. Second of all, that reaction from Star-Lord is the perfect thing to point to for anyone who says... The way he reacted in Infinity War right? wasn't consistent with the character, and we talked about it on this show and on other shows. Yeah. It's a hundred percent. It's exactly Absolutely. what Star Lord would do when he's like, "Where's Gamora?" Yeah. And he's like, "And he's like, I don't care about anything. I'm just going to go ahead and do mm-hmm. this." Yeah. So yeah, that's a perfect example. Well, very mm-hmm. annoying. You're absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> yes, definitely <laughs> annoying. Yeah, yeah. considering, especially for half of the population oh, of the universe that yes. uh, got. Mm. Oh, sorry. Have you not seen Infinity ah, War yet? Then you shouldn't be watching this show. Yeah. Well, see, but the other thing is that this is so when you're fighting family, <laughs> physically, yes. emotionally, yeah. there's something. There's a whole another layer added that I think that's why it makes it so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Uh, I agree. And Carrie, you're number one to wind everything down for the evening. Well, actually, I'm gonna chime in and double it up with some of the chat ones. I'm yeah, like, go oh ahead. my gosh, that's such a good point. Uh, Hayward Wong says uh, Agents of Shield with May versus May. Yes, oh, that yeah. was great. That I was a good that. one. Yeah. Um, and then also in Avengers, the uh, Zias B. Lucis, the Black Widow chair escape. <gasps> oh, that was yeah. a terrible yeah. mention. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That chair, I that chair that never one. stood a chance. <laughs> that was, yeah. yeah. 
first introduction, I would say. Like, first big introduction. Yeah, it was like, this is a cool character. Also, I was like, we I don't remember it that well, all of them specifically, but I'm like, wait, what about some of the Ant-Man fight scenes, especially with the new Ant-Man and Wasp movie coming out? I'm like, those are fun fight scenes, too, when you have objects change size, but... There were so many. It was hard. It was hard. It was hard to think of. Yeah, and that's why I kept it to three, because we could could do weeks and weeks of uh, best fights, but if you, in the chat, and you're watching... Leave comments. Leave comments down below. Mm And uh, you'll get our Twitter handles afterwards, so you can go ahead and tweet them at us. And Anthony in the booth, speaking of Twitter, at Tony B. Tony, he has a couple, so please let us know some of your favorite fights. Uh, so two of them. Uh, so one's not as recent, so it's actually from Civil War as well. It's uh, Captain America versus Iron Man with uh, Bucky at his side. That's yeah. a great fight. That was fantastic. That's a very, like, Star-Lord vibe, and what we're talking the- about, well, where Tony's like... You know, where Steve basically says, you know, I, I didn't know. And he's like, I don't care. You know what I mean? He does Like, logic has nothing to do with it. It's like, my dad's dead. I am just going to beat the snot out of you, at least to the best that I can. Yeah, d- that fight definitely has more meaning to it for myself. Because uh, just, like, the emotional, like, gravitas it has with it. And, like, just Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, uh, acting in that scene as well was very powerful for me. Where, to the point where, like, I almost cried. I was like, this is very emotional and the and the action too was fantastic oh, how yeah. Uh, yeah. how bucky and uh, captain were so in sync just beating this metal man down and it was it was pretty cool to see um and my first one though um it is pretty light spoiler the movie has been out it's from deadpool 2 it's the best surprise that this film could have uh, delivered which was colossus versus <laughs> the juggernaut. That's a great call. Yeah, that, that, that is a high point Absolutely. in that movie. I had no idea that Juggernaut was in it. And yeah, the and I love when Deadpool lets us know that uh, there's gonna be some CGI fighting now. Yes. But that is great CGI but fighting. Was, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And in, in every punch I like I felt it so much more than like anything I've seen from the Disney MCU and it was just it was great. I, I really enjoyed that fight. Yeah, you get a very different tone from the the Fox Slash X Men universe movies than you do from the the Disney. Yeah, so it's, it's definitely mm-hmm. a lot more grittier. Yeah, yes. and uh, I, I think appreciate. those are two great characters from just all time greats, Juggernaut and Colossus. So to get to see them fight is like uh, it's another one of those like who cares what else happens in the movie? Mm-hmm. Look at that! <laughs> but uh, I definitely agree. That's a great one. I'm glad we got that in there. And as we said, let us know all of your greatest fights. You can also let us know your favorite dads. And uh, any of your other thoughts on the shows we talked about. We'll be back next week, and we will talk at least a little bit. We won't go all in on Luke Cage, because most people won't have had a chance to watch all of them. I know I won't. But, you know, we'll talk about a couple episodes, you know. And if you want the full Luke Cage experience, make sure you find when and where to watch. Well, where is easy. It's this channel. Mm -hmm. Amy was telling you, subscribe to this channel. Mm -hmm. If you subscribe to this channel, you'll get the Luke Cage after show. So then you won't have to look for it. But uh, if you want to look for it, just uh, stay tuned. Anyway, and we'll talk about that uh, next week. And, well, we've got Cloak and Dagger. So we've no more Legion, at least not until next year. Uh, But I did read uh, that Disney's Spider-Man animated series is coming back tomorrow, Monday. So uh, season two of, I think it's actually called, I don't know, it's actually called Marvel's Spider-Man or Disney's, I don't know. It's on Disney XD, like 630 or something. So uh, check that out and... Uh, we maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. We know we don't talk enough about animation, so uh, maybe we'll try and do something about that. But that's all for right now. 
we, the show, will be back next Sunday at 10 Pacific. Until then, you can follow me at Christian DMZ, and I have a personal podcast called The Blackcast. It is at blackcast.com, B-L-A-D-T-C-I-S-T.com. The current episode features a lengthy sit-down I had with our friend Michael Shirley before he moved, and then we had to record an extra segment because he did the Roseanne After Show, and, well, if you read the news, you know why we had to talk a little extra. But, uh, so check that out. Zia, where do people find you? Not on Twitter. Not on Twitter, no. I'm one of those people that doesn't have a Twitter. Um, but you can find me on Instagram. It's uh, at Zia underscore land. It's X-I-A underscore L-A-N-D. Thank you, Zia. Thank and you. we appreciate you being here. Thank and you for having me. This was so fun. much fun. Amy Cassandra Martinez, where do people find you? Uh, you guys, well, I'm wearing a very <laughs> special shirt just for you all. Uh, my shirt, podcast listener says, find me on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Amy Cassandra MTZ. And Carrie Lane, where do people find you? Yeah, you guys can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And go ahead and say all the shows you do on After Buzz. I love I know, right? Do I was doing that on my other one. I'm like, huh. Um, but <laughs> yes, The Expanse, which also, uh, we had two of the actors in. We had Naomi and Drummer, the characters. Uh, and then I was all, it's Kara and Dominique. And then we had uh, Westworld. So we got one more next week's finale. Box Office Breakdown, Marvel TV Weekly. And then on Monday, Handmaid's Tale. Tuesday, Horror Movie News, as well as Anime, uh, where we're talk, uh, talking about Full Metal Alchemist. And then Legion just ended. So just seven right now. Just, just seven. seven. <laughs> she only does seven <laughs> shows. Yeah, it's exhausting. Uh, to hear and then seven. every so often is also the con guy or the scare guy, which uh, it's either convention news or horror and uh, the horror theme park stuff as that is coming up too. And thank you, Anthony, for clarifying that it's called Marvel's Spider-Man. To me, I call that show Disney Spider-Man because Ultimate Spider-Man was it was a lot less Disney. Mm-hmm. But uh, thank you. It is called Marvel Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and that's the show that returns tomorrow, Monday, on Disney XD. And, of course, Anthony, as I've mentioned, is at Tony B. Tony underscore. Is there anything else you'd like to promote, Anthony, where people can find you? Um, yeah, Kerry kind of covered it, but um, every Tuesday at uh, Horror Movie News what I was going to say dot com or at hor- uh, yeah horror movie news on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. on the Popcorn Talk Network Pacific Co- Coast time uh, and he engineers the an- our anime show too so, so. look at that yeah, yeah, yeah and, and he, he, he look he engineers a lot of shows yes. so you should just watch every show on After Buzz and maybe you'll hear Anthony anyway uh, we are out of time thanks so much to everybody who joined us in the chat thanks to all of our panelists thanks to everyone and we will see you next week until then Excelsior <laughs> bye from executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.